0: You are listening to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Life groups are important to the life and health of North Monroe and North Church Bastrop. And this is the podcast designed to help you make your life group great through encouragement, sharing of resources, and having an ongoing conversation about the importance of your life group. And welcome back to the Making Life Groups Great podcast with Cody and Kevin here. And uh, today we're going to be talking about leveraging your life group for life change And so what that means is we want to uh, teach you how to reach people with your life group. We've talked about Bible study and leading a great Bible study. Uh, We've talked about kind of really focusing on different aspects and and the importance of life group. But today is going to be about your, uh, your party planning committee or the fun people in your group, and uh, and getting those guys plugged in? I we think can, have that, in we can have fun in church. Oh, we can have fun in church. Absolutely, good to know. One of the roles uh, that we talked about a few episodes ago with within your life group is uh, kind of that events coordinator or your host. I can't remember exactly which one it was. That and this this is that person. We're going to talk about that role a little bit more and how to um, use the calendar to leverage your life group for life change. Before we get to that, I have a question for Kevin. Uh Uh-oh. And um, this is – I just threw this at him, and so – We'll see where it goes, Kevin. What's a, a book or a resource that you've used recently that's been really, really
1: helpful? I give you a just give you two that came to mind. The the one that comes to mind really specifically as a resource for life group leaders is a book I just finished about two weeks ago. It's called "Making Disciples: uh, Developing Lifelong Followers of Jesus." It was written by Ralph Moore. Okay. Uh, man, it's just kind of a step by step of how to invest in people. Mm-hmm. Um, really takes the Great Commission on and um, and talks about really in. in that that important aspect of of our discipleship and how to really make disciples, yeah, and um, yeah. I think that's really important as life group leaders, as people who are invested um, in a group to be invested in people, and that's really what you're doing is making disciples. So um, that that was a really good one for me. Um, another book as a as a leader, um, you all are leaders listening to this, no matter what your role is in life group. Um, one of the books, and you know this book probably well. I know you've read it, Cody. Is didn't see it coming by Carrie Newhoff. Yes, that probably impacted me as a leader mm-hmm. in a, a way a book haven't, hasn't in a long time. Mm-hmm. just gives you a lot of different perspectives. It's, it's specifically written from a pastor's perspective, but really not just for pastors. So I would yeah. encourage you to pick yeah. that one up as well. Really, really good
0: book. It so. is. It is a really good book. I did read that one. One thing that I've been reading through is a book called Artificial Maturity by Tim Elmore. It's really more of a parenting book, but it's also for people who Like if you're in any kind of leadership role um, with teenagers or or really um, uh, college students and down, maybe a little bit of young adults, of uh, how to work with them, how to to best utilize their strengths. But also it's got some practical things of uh, how to uh, work through some of these issues that we're seeing with the younger generations. It's Mm. been really, really good. Um, you can start even if you have if you're a parent of of little ones. Uh, I for me it's it's already helping me to kind of refocus on what these years ahead may look like and how I can use those to to uh, mold and shape these these little guys and girls that I have running around my house. Artificial maturity by Tim Mill, Tim Elmore. Okay. It's a good one. Uh, all right, let's talk about reaching people with your life group. You need to schedule events that will make people comfortable meeting other people in your group, other Christians. Um, and, and one way to do that is just using the calendar. Look at it. Mm. This time of year, you know, uh, being the fall, there's a lot of opportunities to really kind of create a really kind of a common ground or a neutral ground opportunity for people to hang out. It's really lighthearted and, and not, not threatening to most people. Say you're watching a college football game. Um, thank goodness college football is coming back and sports and uh, football. General. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, hanging around watching a game together, mm-hmm. being together and, and and interacting is important outside of Sunday morning. So we're not talking about what you do on Sunday morning uh or or during your life group time. We're talking about in addition to that. And so we can look at the calendar and and if you map this thing out, it'll really Be advantage, you know. Like you can really use the calendar to help you to reach people, and and the reason we say calendar is, for me, it's kind of accountability. If I put a date on it, then I've got to do it. Mm -hmm. If if I'm if I just talk about it with people, then sometimes it doesn't always get done. But if it's got a date, then it becomes a reality. And so looking at the calendar, you know, maybe once. A quarter or or maybe every six weeks or so having a life group hangout with the purpose of reaching new people uh, with your life group. So how are we going to do that? Um, a few things that we can do. And Kevin, just jump in and, and help me out here. Um, the first thing is, I think it's really important that you have a neutral location for this hangout time. Um, so we encourage you now, if, as, if it's a last resort, I understand. But if at all possible, don't do your life group hangout at the church yeah don't you think Kevin yeah
1: yeah I mean I think that's one of the things we want to um, we want to work into sometimes just just um, as an outreach people don't want to come to a church people may not be comfortable walking into a a Bible study or something like that and this mm-hmm. is offering them something that is like you said earlier not threatening um and and just kind of a relaxed laid-back atmosphere if you're at the church, I don't know. I mean, we just kind of stiffen up a little bit when yeah. we walk into the church, right. and I think that's right. that's true for everybody. So, right. um, and I like the idea of using the calendar. Um, for your class it almost creates a strategy for you like right, right. you know how to be strategic in planning mm-hmm. um with even mm-hmm. you know say at the fall you're coming up with christmas parties and things like that that are mm-hmm. upcoming and um tailgates or something like that that you can do in this covid pandemic area yeah. era that we're yeah. in but yeah. but work those things out because it, it then it allows your your class to kind of have a vision of of how we can reach people outside this the four walls of our classroom you know yeah
0: yeah. So think of a neutral location, not the church, maybe even not somebody's house. I know houses are, are a little bit more comfortable, but think about it. If if I don't know anybody in the group and I get a, an address to somebody's house, that's still a pretty intimidating yeah. first step to, to take and to, to join in on this group. Even if I know some of the people there, um, that's a that's a big step. So if it, if there's any way to do um you know, a neutral location, say at a park or, um, as, as businesses continue to open, you know, maybe some of these, um, trampoline parks or something. That, axe that, throwing. Yeah. Axe throwing. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going as a group and we invite mm-hmm. you into that, uh, that way it's a neutral location and, and people tend to calm down a little bit. Um, uh, some of our groups recently, I, I know one did a, a softball, a co-ed softball game, um, kind of informally and, and, uh, Bunch of them hanging out together. That's a great idea. Uh, doing cookouts at the park. Um, there's just a million different ways you can do this. In Louisiana, uh, you know, we we love to get outside, mm-hmm. and there's lots of of places you can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have a crawfish boil and invite your best friends. It always helps. Now, when you do that, I want you to do it with the purpose of connecting with new people. We love hanging out with each other, and you need to love that, and yep. that you need that time. But but. Again, going back to the calendar, maybe some of these events need to be scheduled with the purpose of you need we're going to invite people that aren't already a part of this group to to hang out and get to know uh, one another and and to to kind of become a part of that group. Um, So with that. That event, you need to expect to meet somebody new.
1: Yeah, and I think part of our our job as life group leaders is to constantly be encouraging and engaging our our people that are actually in our group to to think about somebody that would benefit from that group, somebody that they can be praying for. And when that opportunity arises, um, like you're talking about, man, a softball game or a neighborhood, you know. Movie night or something yeah, like that, yeah, yeah, um that's an easy invite, you know that's an easy uh, connection that you can make and and I would just say this too, if you do invite somebody um or or your members invite somebody to a life group fellowship or something like that um don't just don't just tell them to show up, maybe you. Bring them right. um, that way; they're not walking mm-hmm. into an atmosphere that they're not comfortable with. Too, you just set them at ease yeah. uh, right off the bat from yeah. the car ride in. So,
0: you know, you got to remember, you only get one chance to make a first That's impression, right. and uh, whatever you can do in that first impression to help is 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 going to carry you a long way. So, have a neutral location, and then number two, have fun. Yeah. Absolutely, have fun. Uh, you know, and and if fun, if you selfie eval, if you're not the funnest person, then get some fun people to help you. Yeah. You know, I, I would probably need help with that sometimes of 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 creating some
1: fun environments. Um, but uh, def- definitely do that. And I think that's important because I mean. We're trying to do life together. I mean, yeah, yeah. people want to have a good time. Uh, sometimes life groups, like I said, especially when you're walking into a church, it's stiff, and you just mm-hmm. break open your Bible and do Bible study, and that's um, that's great, and that's part of it. And then we've covered that part of it, but I think community is and is should be fun. I mean, Absolutely. we should laugh, we should have a good time. Uh, Absolutely, you know, should meet that need as well. We all have that within us that we need to meet that need too. Mm-hmm. So,
0: mm-hmm. another idea, and this is a little bit. Uh, Different than maybe just having an event is maybe there's a need that you can meet in people's life, and and you take a a, a couple of weeks or maybe it's a, a seminar kind of style deal where you would meet a need. So it, maybe it's an extra class where you'd focus on some kind of important issue like parenting or marriage or and the list goes on and on of, of of needs in people's lives that you can maybe help. Um, and, and sometimes that reaches people. It's another idea. I would say to um, use your connections. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a lot of people that come through the church and are looking for life groups, and we want to plug those into those people into your life groups. Absolutely. But the best way to reach people with your life group is just to use your connection. Uh, like Kevin mentioned a minute ago, doing something in your own neighborhood, if you have kind of a... a a cul-de-sac or some kind of neutral location where yeah. you could set up a movie um, to reach your neighbors is is not just a great thing. I think it's our our great commission calling.
1: It's part of it. It's yeah, part of absolutely. it. Reach
0: your neighbors. So use your connection. So I guess our challenge for today is if if you had to think of one person in your life who who would be one person in your life that needs a life group like yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of start with answering that question of who is who would be that one, and obviously, if if you're thinking, it may not be just one; it may be a family. But who would be that one that you could uh, pour into and invest some time and energy? To invite them into your life group, and they could benefit from it.
1: And I think as a leader, start start encouraging your people to do that same oh, yeah. thing. You know, yeah. write it on the board or put it on a you know put it on who you know that who's your one question. Yeah, because I think sometimes uh, we get comfortable in our groups, and it's it becomes inward focused, and mm-hmm. and and it should be to an extent. But um, at some point, somebody needs to realize that, Hey, somebody else might benefit from this too. And mm-hmm. get your people thinking about who their one is and who they're, who they can connect with and yeah. who they can, um, come minister to in a, in a outreach type of way.
0: And, and I'll say this too. It, it if it's, um, uh, if it's just a thought with no accountability to it, sometimes it fades. And so maybe we, what we need to do is, is write it down and, and, uh, have some accountability with that, and 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 who who our one is going to be. I I got this from the guys up at Long Hollow up in Nashville in the Nashville area of how they do this. They they've kind of recently done a um, a strategy with their life group like this, and and they encourage their life group leaders and members to uh, it's a three step process when you're uh, thinking about who your one is. First off, you want to pray for your one. Mm-hmm. That's that's absolutely. The first step before you do anything else, you need to be praying for them. Second is invest in your one, and these these are definitely uh, in chronological order with a purpose. Pray for your one, invest in your one. So, what are we talking about with that? Um, you need to know them mm-hmm. before you you in, invite them in. I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's
1: it's relational. It's all it's all about relationship and. <laughs> You know, that's what these groups are, are really built on and they're going to grow on. And, mm-hmm. you you know, cold inviting somebody that you have no relationship with. I mean, how's that going to fly? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when they know you're invested in them, it it, it just makes a, all the difference in the world. So, I mm-hmm. mean, um, begin to, to – and you, and you begin by praying for them, like you said. That mm-hmm. That's an investment. And then relationally invest in them and, and care for them personally. And then your third.
0: Yeah. And then that leads us. So pray, invest. So spend some time with that person, build that relationship, mm-hmm. be a friend. They don't care what you know until they know that you care. Yeah, um, And then finally, that's when they're, you're ready to invite your one into life group or, or to church. And um,
1: so pray, invest, and then invite. And I think this has to be spirit led, don't you think? Absolutely. Because, you know, a lot of times I, I know, you know, if I get my head, or I'm a list guy anyway, so I love these kind of things. Uh-huh. And if I get my head focused on a list, it becomes like this is my agenda. Right. And we don't want people to to know you know that 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 they are just an agenda or there's something no, we're marking yeah. off a list mm-hmm. it really needs to happen organically and and really spirit led so it is a natural thing that invitation flows out of a natural relationship uh, that yeah. you've invested yeah. in so yeah.
0: i remember um in years past we've done uh similar campaigns like this where we might have even written names on a wall yeah and then that person shows up and realizes why is my name on the wall yeah, already? Yeah, right. What What does that category mean? And so then you got to explain that. We don't want you to do that, yeah. but we do want you to to really invest and uh, and and be inviting people into your life group. Um, and then you know the ultimate goal when we're talking about this inviting people into life group. There's a good chance that these people are not church. By the way, uh, when you're Inviting someone to your life group, make sure they're not already a part of another yeah, life group. Absolutely, uh, that'd probably be a good thing. But no, we want to reach people who aren't, and um, and so there's a good chance if they're not in church or in a life group, then they may need their first step may need to be a uh, relationship with Jesus. Mm-hmm. They may need to find salvation, and and people are at different stages, and and you got to kind of have a sensitivity to that. Of are they are they receptive to the gospel right now? Do they need me to just be a friend and to build that relationship? Are they uh, Are they maybe looking for something and longing for something? Now, it's that's not an excuse to never share the gospel. Yeah. I, I think I've I've fallen into that trap sometimes. Of mm-hmm. I'm just not sure if they're ready, so let's hold off. No, if if the Spirit is prompting you to share the gospel with them, you need to be obedient to that in that moment and and do it. Um, but you also need to think and, and kind of evaluate the situation of, are they are they potentially ready for this? Are they just kind of – do they just need a friend right now? And, uh, and, and there's no perfect answer for that. Uh, but people are at different stages. There's, uh, they may even be resistant to anything of the gospel. And, and, mm-hmm. and so inviting them – that's where inviting them too soon before you invest and pray – Uh, is
1: going to just lead to frustration. And don't you think it's just kind of like, you know, Jesus's ministry when he, when he changed people's lives, often it was out of and and stemmed from a a relationship with them, a a physical Mm -hmm. need that was met, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and just sitting and listening to them talk. Mm -hmm. um, I think about the woman at the well, just, just engaging in conversation and, and really allowing the spirit to, to, to grow in that relationship and and then, Lives are changed, and yeah, I think the opportunity yeah. to share the gospel is is always gonna, you know, it's it's always gonna be there. But like you said, be sensitive to to kind of how the spirit is moving in that person's life. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many people and mm-hmm. so many different backgrounds. A lot of people that you may even think of or know that you're going to invite have been somehow burned by the church, or you know, gotten a bad taste in their mouth from a life group, or right. Um, and and you got to be sensitive to those things and. And understand that everybody's kind of at a different spot in life, mm-hmm. um, especially mm-hmm. in the world we're living in. That's politically charged. Oh and, yeah, you know, yeah. pandemic yeah. and all this, all this, all the things that that play into everybody's daily life. Um, and so I, I think that prayer is so important to be spirit led in these relationships and yeah, um, understand where they are as far as receiving the gospel mm-hmm. and receiving an invitation and and how how all that stuff happens. So, so it's one thing to
0: to have that invitation ready for life group. But we may need to talk about also, you know, what's our plan to share the gospel with people? If, if and it very well could get to that point. And we hope it does. Mm-hmm. We absolutely hope it does. How would we share the gospel with somebody who doesn't have a relationship with Jesus? And what do we say to him? You know, that's, that seems obvious. You know, we would already know the answer to that and how to, how to discuss those things. But I think it's a good thing to talk about too. You need to have a plan of how you share the plan of salvation with somebody. Absolutely. If you don't, you're gonna kind of stumble and and by all means, the spirit is gonna use your words to impact a person's life. But it's okay to have an idea of, of how you you're comfortable saying this. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's all different kinds of methods. The easiest one that I've seen, um, is really I just break it down to four words and then build off of that god man jesus and response and that's that's uh the 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 gospel in itself so we start with god god created everything good um, and god had a plan from the beginning man he created man and then uh three chapters in Boy, man did we mess it up messed everything <laughs> up the the creation that that relationship was broken with the fall um, and that was man's doing. And then you know, since that time, we're all under that curse. And then so then we go, that's God, man. Uh, God's answer to this was Jesus. And so God sent his own Son uh, to die for the sins of the world, to be raised to life, to to give life and, and now we have the Spirit. And then that leads us to the last one in his response. And that's a very important part is, what is our response? Do we do we receive that, and do we believe it, or do we reject it, and not live by it? Yeah, and and that's really the point where people have to decide: what am I going to yeah. do?
1: Yeah, and I, and I think sharing the gospel. A lot of times we get so. Uh, fearful of saying the wrong thing that we don't say anything right, right and um and i think we just have to to trust especially as believers um we all have a testimony and mm-hmm. and i think about that you know we want to of course we want to be scripturally sound and you just kind of gave a beautiful easy ex uh, explanation of what the really the gospel is but then you know what did what did god do i always tell people you know if you don't know what That's to right. say just Tell them what God's done in your life. Tell mm-hmm, them how mm-hmm. you got saved, and, and I say that in air quotes, but how you came to know Jesus. That's right. And um, and there you know first of all they can't they can't denounce that. I mean what's happened to you has happened to you, um and it's also scriptural and um and I think the testimony is a good good way to be relational mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. So but then obviously you know pray through that, but offer that response to them that hey this is something that I I don't have just to keep for myself, but it's something you can have too. Absolutely.
0: So. That's a great point. So you need to have a plan for that too. So have a plan for uh use your calendar, schedule events that um you can invite people to uh to reach people with your life group and then be ready in season and out of season. Uh always be prepared to give an answer, share the gospel with people and give your testimony. And that's another great point this is be ready with your testimony. If Absolutely, you've never yeah. Kind of written that out or spent some time thinking through what God's done. This is a great time to do that. Um, Anything else, Kevin, we can talk about with this? Reaching, leveraging your Man, life
1: I, group. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's so good. I just just remember to to continue to you know ask your ask your people who's who's your one guys. Who do you who are you burdened for? And um and I think too, I just think, was thinking as you were talking, um, that sometimes we make the gospel more difficult than it is. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't over don't oversimplify it but at the same time don't make it so hard because yeah. the gospel is is so it's so simple and mm-hmm. um, that that um people can respond to christ and so a lot of times it's just a matter of us sharing that but i but i think you know this is so good thanks for kind of leading this discussion in this and getting us focused because our life group is about discipleship it's about community but it's also about outreach and sharing the gospel and reaching reaching people for him so
0: Mm -hmm. all right that's going to do it thanks for joining the making life groups great podcast we'll see you next time